All right. It should be good. Um, How many idiots does it take to get two microphones working? <laughs> Quite a few. <laughs> the microphone's fine. It's everything else. I hope oh, that's yeah. a question. Yeah. Boy, I hope so. Welcome, everyone, to Brosé, the podcast for bros who drink rosé. My name is Matt Casnell, and I am joined, as I am always and every week, with my bros in rosé. To my right, Mr. Rich Sweeten. Howdy, everybody. To my left, reporting to us live from somewhere, Mr. Tim Hansen. I don't know where I am. And joining us for the first time here on the Brosé podcast, he's six foot eight and 265 pounds from the nation of Cameroon, Tim Bulger! Yay! Hello, I'm not sure about any of that, but yeah. Where's Cameroon? Sorry, Timothy Bolger. There we go. Sorry, sorry about that. Uh, Welcome, Mr. Bolger. How are you today? Good, how are you doing? How are you feeling to be on the uh, the award-winning Brosé podcast? Uh, pretty good. That's great. Now you'll. I can't wait till we're award winning. That'll be amazing. <laughs> oh boy, you, you just buckle in and wait. Uh, they've been they've been pouring in over the last few weeks. Happy New Year to everybody, by Happy the way. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. This is uh this is of course uh, the January first episode, episode five point one of Brose. If you haven't listened to our first, uh, what are we at twelve now? Beforehand? Uh, yeah, that would make sense. So we're at twelve episodes of Brose at this point. Please go back and listen. It's it's an entertaining ride. Uh, we we are available on Apple Podcasts iTunes, uh, SoundCloud, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, boy, pretty much everywhere that has podcast capability, we're available. Snaps to Richard Sweeten for getting us on pretty much all of those except for iTunes. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> you did the hard work of getting us to iTunes. We also have a uh, pretty sweet uh, logo. Yes, we do. We did not have the past few uh, recordings. No, we didn't. It is, uh, let's see, what was it? Shannon uh, Shannon Vogel Photography, I believe, is her page. I can't quite remember. Shout out to Shannon Vogel Photography for a very, very sweet looking photo. Or Shannon Vogel Art, whatever it is. I I tagged it on our Facebook and on Mm -hmm. our Twitter. Go check her stuff out. She does paintings and whatnot, and she's she's awesome. Mm -hmm. She's got uh, three kids and... Well, technically a fourth kid with her husband, but uh, she's got she's got a lot of kids. So check her stuff out. Support her. Support local art. Jen Vogel, artist. Lots of kids. The yes. two defining characteristics. <laughs> um, but she did, she did do an excellent job with this logo. Uh, and it, it was the first time it occurred to me that everybody that does this show has beards. Yeah, yeah. Everybody, everybody, everybody has Good a beard. beard. All of them. Team even, beard. I'm a visitor, even, and I even have a beard. Yeah, yeah. No, Tim's again. Yeah, we actually Tim Tim Bolger was a, was completely clean shaven until uh, eight a.m. this morning when we called him out of the bullpen. I don't uh, know where to, this came from. Just this episode, sprouted. it's magical. It's like um, uh, the Santa Claus, the first Santa Claus movie. Got a chia pet on his face. Yeah. <laughs> now you'll notice there's a, a missing voice here yeah. at this point. Um, unfortunately, we did get word about uh, boy about an hour and a half ago at this point that that our dear friend Shizio Breezy, Shawnzy Billups, uh, Sob, Sean O'Brien uh, it will not be able to join us uh, for the next couple of episodes um, on account of illness. Yeah, I think he's faking it, but uh, what a bitch. I, I, that's what I thought originally, but actually he, he did send along. I, I went to pick up the questions uh, earlier tonight from his abode, and uh, I was provided with a statement by his official representation. I, I Honestly, I don't know where he got these professionals, but uh, he, he provided us with a statement that, I, that he asked me to read during this episode. Uh, I would like to take this opportunity to apologize for my absence on this round of Brosé shows. As you know, I value the audience of Brosé, an award-winning podcast, and wish I could be there to contribute to your entertainment pleasure, and perhaps even teach you a thing or two along the way. 
Unfortunately, I have broken one of my two dicks in a tragic chocolate fountain accident, mm. and I will be sidelined for the next three weeks. This is a vast challenge for me and my family, but I have confidence that with time, medicine, and a very small makeshift cast constructed entirely out of Gorilla Tape, I will return to the podcast stronger and healthier than ever, ever ready to add to the growing legacy of our show. I ask that you grant me and my family privacy during this trying time. So, I, it sounds legitimate to me. Yeah, I mean, if he broke one of his two decks, yeah. Yeah. That's, that's pretty All legit. Well, so you know, Taking you know that gorilla tape off is going to suck. Yeah, geez. I mean, you can only imagine. I mean, my, my God, you're operating under one dick. But uh, but anyway, so so we're going to, so we have, we're lucky enough to have Mr. Tim Bulger here with us on the show. And as we always do to start the show, we uh, we should probably discuss what, what, what kind of rosé we're drinking, I would yeah. assume. Yeah, yeah, that could work. So um, um, let's start with our, with our, with our esteemed guest, Mr. Bulger. Uh, what? What rosé are you drinking this ne- this fine evening? This is called Prophecy. Um, it's from France, apparently. No, I don't know. Does it have any taste notes or anything? Uh, let's find out. Well, you understand this is theater of the mind. You're supposed to just make shit up and read it on the back of the label. He was about to definitely like fire. No, Taylor Fire. Um, oh yeah, yeah. Uh, does it have anything on the on the label? Let's see. It is delicate and bright, with layered flavors of fresh red flute, mm. melon, citrus, winged to a crisp and refreshing finish. Did you say winged? Sure. Blending, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I believe. Hanson, what are you drinking? So I'm drinking Reserva Casiero de Diablo Rosé. It's a Chilean one with a cool looking bottle, which is why I bought it. I oh, can't see any of those colors because they match Tim's wall. <laughs> yeah. Uh, a medium body dry rose with blackberry and raspberry flavors and yada, 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 other stuff that sounds fancy. Very fancy. So far. All right. All right. Solid. So uh, above Braveridge at this point is what we're going with? Uh, yeah, solid above Braveridge. Above Braveridge, all right. Nice. Mr. Sweeten. Um, I am drinking a uh, Portuguese rosé known mm. as Mapreco. Um, it's got an owl on it. Ooh. There are no tasting notes, so I'm scared. But it tastes pretty good so far. <laughs> now, Rich, why did you pick that bottle? Because it's got an owl on it. Because Rich needs to continue... The thread of pretty much every bottle of rosé you're getting having some sort of animal on it. Exactly. And now Rich picked up my bottle of rosé tonight because uh, I was running a little bit behind. Um, and of course, he got me Menage a Trois, uh, the California rosé wine, which I've seen several times at my my local <laughs> liqueur store. Uh, it's a fruit-laden roller coaster ride of raspberries, strawberries, uh, lychee nuts, and flowers with a silky smooth finish. A delightful mm. blend based on three varietals, Merlot, Syrah and oh man, Gerwitz Rayminer. Um, we know what we're talking about here. Uh, you're damn right we do. Uh, also, uh, additional tasting notes. According to the Surgeon General, women should not drink alcoholic beverages during pregnancy because of the risk of. Oh, we don't. We don't. Oh, that's that. No, I'm not so pregnant. Shoot, no, no, that's no good. All right. Uh, so anyway, so my, my rosé is actually quite good. I'm very satisfied with it thus far. Oh, I'm, I'm glad your nine dollar dollar bottle of rosé is pretty good. It's one of the better <laughs> bottles I've had. I've spent I spent up to fifteen dollars on the bottles of rosé yes. for this show. So, oh, shit. So I have in my hand a, a, an envelope full of questions. For those of you who've never uh, listened to the show before, the way this typically goes is we will field questions from you, the listener, as well as some of the, the friends and family and loved ones in our lives. And they can be about the life, the universe, and everything. And we think that all of those problems can be solved around a bottle or four of rosé. Do you gentlemen agree? 
Yeah. 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 Right. That sounds fair. That's good, because otherwise, that last 12 episodes was a complete waste of time. <laughs> um, wah, wah, wah. We have to stay consistent. <laughs> Are you gentlemen re- ready for the vagaries of the first envelope? <coughs> si, senor. Oh, man. Tim's nearly dead. That's a good case, because we have a backup Tim. <laughs> True. We do. We have a second Tim. All right. So whose idea was it to have a podcast with two Tims? Really a bad idea. Uh, The back of this envelope says Happy New Year. So Happy New Year, everybody. Happy New Year, everybody. Happy New Year. Uh, I just just realized Bolger is taller than Hanson. We have Tiny Tim. Duh. No fuck. <laughs> this is a fact. The, ni- the nice thing about Tim is he doesn't sound defensive about that at all. Um, Not even a little. <laughs> all right. So the first question out of envelope one: What was the single best part of 2018 for you? So, well, I'm going to approach this from a macro scale. 2018. On a macro level, not really a great year for mankind, I would argue. Probably like a C minus year at best. Yeah. But um, I I believe, I'd be remiss if I didn't mention the fact that, of course, I got married in 2018. That would would make sense of being one of your single best parts of... It's definitely in the top five. Um, Listen, like, it's it's definitely up there. Um, I had uh, a couple of of very delicious uh, uh, buffalo chicken and sriracha sandwiches at Wawa this year. (laughs) So I, I can't say all of them were in the top five, but you probably get one of those sneak in there. Um, you know, I, I, I finished grad school, so that, you know, that might be an honorable mention. Yeah. Uh, my number one greatest moment of the year, though, is probably uh, beating somebody in the Chicago Marathon, obviously. I mean, like, like <laughs> so, somebody <laughs> finished behind me in the Chicago Marathon, so... Are you uh, sure? It took you, like, six hours. It took me five and a half hours. <laughs> How dare you? Uh, yeah. And I know somebody finished behind me because he, were, you know, he was in our group. He was okay. on our team. Okay. Uh, but the poor guy also pulled both hamstrings, so oh. what am I going to do? Um, okay. So, I, I guess, number one, uh, I, I guess it's uh, me getting married. And then uh, the sandwich is close to second. Okay. So, Matt, you're excited that you beat a cripple in a marathon. That's what I got out of well, I'm here, Ryan Wilcox. If you're out there, cripple coming from he, Tim Hans. He wasn't crippled before the run. Yeah. He I, crippled himself during the run. And you know who's got yeah. two thumbs and didn't get crippled during the run? This guy. Right. That doesn't remove his crippled status, you know has, though. You know, <laughs> you know who has two dicks and is crippled? Sean O'Brien. Sean O'Brien. And it's interesting. True. Before we get to the next question, uh, or not the next question, the next uh, responses question, um, I actually, strangely enough, I don't know how this happened, but we had like a pigeon tap on the window. Um, and there, there's a, there's a second statement from the O'Brien camp already oh his, his illness. Um, I would like to add a point of clarity to a point I made in my earlier statement, RE my absence from the Grammy award winning Rose podcast. In my earlier statement, I characterized the size of my gorilla tape cast as quote, very small, unquote. I want to emphasize that this is due to the small size of my appendage in question. The cast was designed in proportion to the size of the appendage. I hope this answers any and all questions about the nature of my recovery. So get, get well soon, John. No, really. Yeah. The, and maybe get a new PR guy. This, yeah, this seems yeah. like a very pointless um, at end of time. Yeah. But yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so what was that for 2018 for you, Rich? For me, I mean, 2018 was like a very like ridiculous year, like both up and down. Um, I'd have to say like the weddings I was at, because I was also in them, were, were pretty high points. Mm-hmm. Um. But on, I had I had a really good Christmas. I got I got some pretty awesome gifts. Like I, I I've had a few up points throughout the year. I, I I got to spend a few holidays with with a good friend and things like that. But right now I'd have to say Christmas is one of the one of the tops. 
for this year. And then, like, followed by the weddings. Yours, obviously, better than the other wedding. Yeah, uh, I don't even know who else got married. Vince, married. Vince yeah. I mean, it, I don't know if it's in there. A couple of llamas, I think, got married. A couple of llamas, yeah. Uh, I, I don't know if it's in there, but the worst part of this year was Vince won fantasy. But <laughs> besides that, that was, was an okay year. Um, mm-hmm. Tim's. Ooh. Um, I think the number one thing for this year is uh, Smash Brothers coming out. Smash Brothers? No, yeah. right, Smash Brothers yeah, Smash came Brothers out a couple weeks ago. Yeah. Yeah. Have you? Have well, you... Other than that, kind of the same stuff. I, I had a really good Christmas. I've spent a lot of time over the past month or two with some good friends and family. That's kind of bounced my whole year out and made it really good. Now, the, the important part of that statement, obviously, uh, have you established any new primary Smash characters at this point because they unveiled like a dozen plus new ones in this new game. I have a problem where I jump around characters too much. Um, King K. Rule's pretty solid. I like Ridley okay. a lot. Okay. In general, the heavy characters seem a lot better than they have in the past. Gigantic Dragon Ridley. Yeah, yeah. I, where I, I, I tried playing as Ridley. I cannot do it. Mm. He's just too beefy like he's too big and slow like hmm. i also fought hmm. with like four other people and it was my first battle with him but hmm. he's just i can't do it mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. like i'm a fast character user marth is my number one mm. and then sonic and then i do go off the cuff and use lucario who's more of a slower powerhouse but yeah like my top five would be marth sonic lucario link and then i don't know uh, Greninja. Mm. Hanson, what was your best part of 2018, Smash Brothers related or otherwise? Uh, I mean, I've thoroughly enjoyed Smash so far. It's a great game. But... What's it? I don't know. <laughs> no, and actually... <laughs> no, I Smash. Singing at your wedding oh. was probably oh. one of the highlights of my year. Did we discuss that on the show at any point? <clears throat> You steal it away onto the stage? No, that, I, that has not so. come up on the show, I don't think. Uh, but Martha and I singing at your wedding and just completely surprising you, the fact that Jenna, who was already relatively hard to surprise, had no idea, mm-hmm. and uh, just how genuinely happy you guys both seemed. At first, and, uh, and, and that I didn't completely I, fuck it up. <laughs> I was, I, I will restate that I was genuinely terrified when I saw you on the stage because I did not know this was planned. I thought that you were just like, I got a song to sing. <laughs> you just grabbed the microphone. Fair. I guess you don't know what's gonna happen. <laughs> and then, and then, and then I was like, okay, they gave him the guitar. The three of them are up there. They seem like they know what they're doing. This could be something that they planned for a while. And then the most beautiful rendition of uh, At Last I See the Lights from from the Tangle film, which is Jenna's favorite Disney film. And it was it was beautiful. And it was it really it really was a, a, a beautiful capper on what was already an incredible day. Yeah. Yeah. Glad I could have. You did you did a good job, man. You didn't fuck it up. I was very proud but, of you. But seriously, if it wasn't planned. Me being the drunk one going up to the stage, the worst could happen. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't been that bad. I wasn't going to do Skeletor versus Beastman. Obviously, the band doesn't know that song. No. <laughs> I mean, Maybe they should. you have YouTube on your phone. You could just yeah. pull it up. Yeah, and just pull up the MP3 of it. I actually sure fear for my, I actually fear for my brother being drunk up there a little bit more because I think his inhibitions, mm-hmm. like, because he he's got like he's got takes. 
And not all of his takes are palatable for a big crowd like that. But he, he also gave a beautiful best man speech at my wedding. So Absolutely. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. So it was a good 2018 overall. And I think capped off, obviously, by by the fact that the holidays yeah. just happened. And, and the start of Brose. And the start of the Brose podcast. That's the award-winning <laughs> Brose podcast uh, nominated for several uh, Emmys this year. Very, very proud of us for that. Uh, shall we move on to the next question? Yeah, sounds good. All right. Great, great, great. And move on to bros. Here's a question for you, and this comes from Megan. Um, and it says, love, Megan. It's very sweet. Oh. Uh, here's oh. a question for you. Do you set New Year's resolutions? If so, what are they this year? Have you actually ever stuck to your resolution all year long? Y'all are great. Merry Christmas. Love, Megan. So, very sweet. Thank you, Megan. Uh, this is very kind of you. So, the... Uh, so do you set New Year's resolutions first of all? Uh, I'll, I'll kick it over to, to the dueling Tims first for this one. Hanson, do you set a uh, resolution? Um, I have in the past. I'm not going to this year because simply I just never keep them. Mm-hmm. Makes sense. <laughs> so your resolution is no new resolutions. Do you think you'll be able to maintain sure, that for a full 12 months? I feel like this is a trap. That's because it is. <laughs> if you main, if you maintain your no resolutions all year, you've maintained a resolution, and therefore you failed your resolution. You just divided by zero right there, mm-hmm. my friend. Hmm. If I did that, the planet would have exploded. I, I, it exploded? My resolution is to not have the planet explode, so we're all really fucked. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Bolger, what's your? Do you have any resolutions this year? No, but I do enjoy watching people try to accomplish them. Uh, like the first month or two, if you go to the gym, you can <laughs> kind of spot out who's going to give up in the first month. Dude, it's brutal. Yeah. It's... Yeah. I don't know. Just the stuff like that. I'm listening to people have their conversations about like, I'm going to cut back on whatever and mm-hmm. just kind of asking them a month later being like, so how's that going? How'd yeah. that happen? I already have coworkers who are like, no more sweets. I'm done after Christmas. And I went in and I brought brownies and cookies. I'm like, here's sweets. And they're like, nope, not allowed to have it. I'm done after Christmas. So I just kept bribing them with it all day. So it was like, you're an asshole, man. Yeah. 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 I'm just slowly slipping cookies by. It's like, come on, you know you are. I told her I was going to drop a brownie off right on her keyboard. <laughs> that way she would have to move it. God. Um, dick. Then she'd have to clean her keyboard and all that. And they had some canned air. I would have used a napkin. Like, it wouldn't she just might just can. eat it at that point so you didn't put it in something more convenient like your shoes or something yeah yeah because you're willing, to, my brownies you're willing my shoes. to escalate this so maybe you would put it in like your car seat or something yeah mm. i do you do you have any or are you gonna um, try and keep any this year i mean i don't i don't really it's hard to say like I, every year i'm all like all right you know i do gotta get in shape like i'm 30 i know i need to get in shape i know i need to start jogging i know i need to get healthy even listening back to some of the episodes of this podcast and hearing myself get tired by talking, I'm like, holy crap, I do need to get in shape. But I, I'm not going to, like, say that I'm doing it for 2019. I'm doing it to do it. Mm. Yes, I'm probably going to try to start in two weeks. But that's also, like, the bare minimum I need to get ready for Savage. Mm-hmm. Savage If I even want to do Savage. Like, that's the thing. Like, I don't know if I'm going to be able to be ready to do it. And therefore, I don't like. I do want to get in shape, and that would normally be the resolution. But I'm not mm-hmm. going to say it's my New Year's resolution because I'm probably not going to stick to it if I say it's like that. But if I'm like, all right, I'm building up to something, mm-hmm. then maybe my resolution is to run a 5K or to run Savage Race more so. The problem with New Year's resolutions is that it's sort of just 
uh, not to get too deep on this, but it's based on this arbitrary setting of time where yeah. it's like, okay, the calendar has turned. Like if I decided in, you know, on January, on December 15th, that I'm gonna that I'm gonna run more, uh, or that I'm gonna start lifting weights, or something like that. The time to start is December sixteenth. Yeah. At that point, like mm-hmm. you've made the decision, start doing it. Because if you set a timer on it, then you you find new reasons to not do it. Like yeah. you find new excuses in that sixteen days. So that's part sure. of the problem. I think it's I think whatever gives people the impetus to to go and try to make their life better, great, more power to them. But I think more substantial change occurs. Like, for example, a couple years ago, uh, I did not run at all. And I'm not not in particularly good shape either. But uh, a couple years ago, about, boy, it's six-ish years ago at this point, Tim Hansen asked me to do a Tough Mudder with him. Or or recommended that we do a Tough Mudder. Uh, It was me, you, my brother, uh, the aforementioned guy. The one in Jersey. And then my buddy Brandon from work. (laughs) And I, you know, I'd started eating, like, a little healthier but I hadn't, like, I hadn't been to a gym in forever. So I was like, all right, this is going to be my impetus. And that was, you know, in July. So, you know, I, that was my impetus. It's like, I'm going to try and train for this race. Like a 5K, like you said. It wasn't necessarily a New Year's thing. Yeah. So it doesn't have to be linked to that. With that said, um, I would like to run, there's a challenge that uh, your fiance, uh, Martha, brought up, the 2019 Miles Challenge. I think that'd be kind of cool to do. Um the um the idea of running 2019 miles in a year either by yourself or uh split amongst a group of two, three, or four. Yeah, like I, I like that idea. I wanna try to do that by myself. Mm-hmm. Like I would join other people's groups, but I would also want to just try it myself. It's only five miles a day, and once yeah. I get into a thing, if I can get to ten miles, mm-hmm. I'd I'd be able to fill out finish out the twenty nineteen. Yeah. Yeah, that'd be fun. So that, that's sort of like my, my, my soft one is like to try and do that. But like I'm, I'm doing a couple of other runs during the year. So I'm going to have to train for that. So this is like sort of a, a pathway to that. Um, but yeah, so I mean, I think resolutions are generally good. But I did I did have one that I didn't stick to, uh, which was I, I resolved one year to write one blog post a day on a different topic for 365 days. Uh, I remember this. That, lo- that uh, lost steam in, like, March. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> That's still pretty long, though. It was a long time. It was, like, you know, it was like 60 blog posts well, about, yeah, like, it's, nonsense. That's, like, the, uh, that guy on social media, he does a one-minute video every day. I think he did it for, like, three years straight. I'm like, holy crap. That's a lot of work. Mm-hmm. His, and his videos are very fascinating, but it's, like, and he explained in one of them why he decided to do one minute a day every day for, like, three years. Once he's done, he's done though. So it's like, oh, now what are you gonna do it yourself? Like, right. Keep doing it. Don't Fine. don't limit yourself to to amount of time. Yeah, it's like oh, we had a good run. Like you, you keep doing it. See how long yeah. you can do it for. Um, you kind of awkward after I, that point too. You spent all this time going through posting on a blog, and now you're just card stopping. Yeah, yeah, and and that's that's kind of the same with like resolutions and like. Like, my big thing, weight loss goals. Like, everyone I hear, they're like, I want to lose weight. I want to lose 20 pounds. And I tell them, don't say that you're going to lose 20 pounds. Say you want to run a certain distance and stick to it. Because if you say you want to lose 20 pounds, you're going to lose 20 pounds and stop. Mm-hmm. But if you say you want to be able to run 5K on the drop of a dime, mm-hmm. learn to run a 5K and then do that instead mm-hmm. of and, and hold on to that. Because doing that will then cause you to lose weight. Exactly. Like a health goal as opposed to like the, the numeric goal. Um, now, the other resolution that I have is to get Tim Hansen to actually run Savage Race with us when we go up instead of spectating. Because Tim uh-huh. Hansen 
Come on, buddy. Come no, on. I've, I've done enough. It's going to be a lot of fun. <clears throat> I disagree. It's going to be me, you, and Joe, and, and our friends Danielle and Mark, and the beer. Deadpool's last run didn't go so well. So Deadpool's last run was awesome. Tell them about the, the quarter pipe. I don't quarter pipe. What you ran up the quarter at the quarter pipe. So at the I end of the do this. well, I know, but at the end of the last Savage Race, so my brother and I, the, the, the way it typically goes is me and my brother are, are like Joe Devis, uh, who uh, you're a way friend of us. Joe Devis is done in like twenty minutes, and he goes back and runs the course a second time because he's a, <laughs> a monster. A monster. So and me and my brother are typically like a, a couple couple of leagues behind him, and then uh, Tim and you know Charlie and Kyle were a little bit behind us in this race, and so the last event of these runs is a quarter pipe and you have to run up the quarter pipe grab a rope and pull yourself up over it and after you've done you know six-ish miles of obstacles you know your, your upper body is not what it was before so you're you're trying to pull yourself so basically the way it works is there's these lines of of people trying to run up the quarter pipe and it basically just turns into like seven or eight people flopping against the quarter pipe not being able to get up and sliding down which is what me and my brother did for like 15 minutes couldn't get up over this thing. <laughs> I do remember this. And then around the corner, after about you know 10, 15 minutes of this, we see Tim Hansen. Now outside, like you know, with running shorts and you know Under Armour shirts and everything. Tim runs around in like a Deadpool onesie, chugging along, <laughs> like in a steady pace. Goes right through, gets right in line, and the first time gets right up the quarter pipe <laughs> and hops over. Like, you suckers. motherfucker! <laughs> All right. For that particular obstacle, whether it's Tough Mudder or Savage Race, although one in, the one in Tough Mudder's gotten, they've redesigned it uh, so that the top doesn't have that sharp edge that you can grab on, and it's completely rounded. That sucks. So you more sucks. or less need help. That sucks. Um, but I've always done those on my first try, but that's because I have such a small, low center of gravity that it's easier. For you guys, you're so effing tall that as soon as you start to go horizontal, your center of gravity is so far up that you're just, like, you're fighting yourself because you're just falling backwards. That's that's definitely that's I would say that's part of it. But you also got you just got that like country strength, man. Like you know, like you know that that like, 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 wrestler like you've got that country. Like I've been hauling bales of hay all day, even though I don't think I've ever seen you haul a bale of hay. Like you've got that kind of strength. Have you? Yeah. Oh, there we go. Well, you did go to a farm school. I mean. <laughs> But it wasn't even there. It's like Boy Scouts or something. Oh, jeez. Uh, all right. So so we have some resolutions. If you'd like to share your resolutions with us, uh, you can always hit us up at uh, on our Facebook page or our Twitter account at brose underscore podcasts. Uh, and if you have any questions for us, of course, brosequestions at gmail.com is where you want to go to send us uh, your inquiries about resolutions, about philosophy, about sprots. Uh, or sports. sports. Or yeah. sports. Yeah, one or the other. Uh, but I, I have uh, another question in my hands. You guys ready? Yeah. Sure. <laughs> this is very specific. Uh, what was your best tweet of 2018? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Mm. I've had some pretty good tweets. Um, I Yeah, so as we all flip the Twitter real quick, there's one that comes to mind relatively quickly for me, and I, and I want to get the wording as right as I can. But... Um, but uh, but yeah, I, I mean, this is where we are in 2018, where it's like the the pinnacle of your comedy is 
you know, that is, is okay, what did you put into the 240 characters? The problem is, is that Sean is probably the best tweeter of the four of us. Oh, he tweets. And he's, not he's such an amazing tweeter. You're replaced with someone who does not use Twitter, too. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we replaced him with somebody who's not on Twitter. Uh, so, Bulger, what was your best tweet of the year? <laughs> I did not have one, sir. Okay. Uh, do, do you want to pick somebody else's and co-opt it as your own? Sure, I'll do that. That sounds good. All right, go for it. Uh, I, I can't find mine, but I think um, I, I think I remember it pretty uh, relatively vividly. It was right around the time um, that Nike rolled out their Colin Kaepernick uh, advertising campaign. And there were just takes flying back and forth about whether this is a good thing or a bad thing, and whether you should stand for the anthem or, or what have you. And I believe it was something along the lines of, um, here is my take on the Colin Kaepernick Nike advertisement. Jesus Christ, this absolute this website is the absolute fucking worst. And that was that was the tweet. And I think that's that's sufficient. I think that that uh, pretty much sums up my my thought on Twitter, which is like it is a phenomenal tool and also the worst thing to happen to my life. <laughs> it's awful. Uh, anybody else have any other good tweets this year? Uh, I, I only have two tweets that aren't Rose related for the entire year. So well, it's not those two then. So I'm gonna go with my second one. Okay. I, don't know. I, I can't think of. Uh, I'm trying is, to find ones that got retweeted by me, but I can't. Um, <clears throat> yeah, I can't find it. Yeah. So I got for one of our episodes. I think it was one of our first episodes that this one was for. Okay. I said, "Don't, don't worry." At Rite Aid, I picked you. The other rows are wrong. Rose. <laughs> got. <laughs> yeah, we got we got on um we got on uh, Rite Aid's good side after that. <laughs> Oh, here we go. Okay, okay. I got, I got a good one. So, um, I'm, I'm a guest from my other, uh, <clears throat> my other podcast, uh, the Keystone Coast <clears throat> Coast podcast. One of our guests and uh, uh, relatively well-renowned Pittsburgh tweeter, Mad Chad, uh, Mad Chad Nolan, tweeted something. Um, ben Roethlisberger is literally Brett Favre 2.0. Throws the worst interception Ooh. ever. Then makes a few throws that seem unworldly. And my response was, and he has definitely sent unsolicited dick pics to women working for the Steelers. Which was also something that Brett Favre did. So that's that's more of a sports tweet, but I, I thought that was pretty good. That makes sense. All right, uh, Rich, you have one. Uh, I'm I'm looking. Um, I mean, I do a lot of complaining on on Twitter. Apparently, I've, <laughs> I've complained to Wawa about their mashed potato bowls. I vented about my neighbor wanting a hundred dollar for hundred dollars for a uh, a grow cover that doesn't even cost a hundred bucks. Um, but one of my favorite ones that I tweeted was uh, complaining about, so, you know, the urinal, in, in urinals, they have the rubber, like, drain stopper. Well, the ones that they had in the urinal at my office were yellow colored, so I couldn't tell how dehydrated I was when I was peeing. <laughs> so I was complaining about that, and then um, over the past year, I watched all of all of the run of Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, and I, I just finished at the beginning of Zio. Boy, I can't wait till you bring so, this one home. <laughs> so, uh, one of the episodes, um, the the Rangers become, uh, turn into, like, evil twins of themselves. And so I, I did a hashtag 90s TV shows, when being an evil twin means chewing gum and wearing sunglasses. <laughs> it's not bad. It's not yeah. bad. I like that one. Yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, so Twitter, Twitter is a marvelous tool, but, uh, I, we really need to, if we're going to be, if we're going to be the stars that we really deserve to be, we all need to step up our Twitter games. We do. We absolutely do. We need some controversies. Tim, Hanson, 
What the fuck does that mean? I need, I need you, listen, as the president of the Brose podcast, we need you to start tweeting at the current president of the United States and start challenging him to like duels. Yes. That sounds dangerous. I can no. do that. Yeah. All right. That's all we need. Here's the thing. The, the problem with, um, with Trump, <laughs> this is the only problem with Trump being president. Um, the the <laughs> oh, problem okay. with Trump is that he's brought the level of discourse down so low that on several occasions I have, I have thought about and... I think even at one point seriously considered uh, retweeting the president of the United States and going just, hey, fuck you, buddy. And <laughs> and that's not something that you would think to do to a world leader because it's like, all right, you're probably a terroristic threat at this point. But everybody's doing that every day. Yeah. So Tim challenging uh, uh, Trump to uh, a gun battle, which he's going to do right now, uh, it would, would, would even register to him. <laughs> mm. I mean, I've tweeted at the president a handful of times and he... Um no responses? He hasn't responded. Huh. Weird. Mm. That's weird. All right. That's that's the 2019 Brose resolution is get on Trump's radar. Uh, I'll, I'll try. All right. I'll do the best I can. All right. Before we get to our next two questions, I I, I don't know what Sean's doing. We, he says had, he's sick. We had a courier this time. We had a courier this time. He knocked on the door. We, we, we've already edited all this out through the magic of radio. And and again, he says he's sick. He reports to be sick, but he's pumped out yet another statement. Oh, boy. Um, clarifying his original point. So, uh, <clears throat> I, I mean, against my better judgment. Um <clears throat> The statement goes, at the direction of my attorney, I'd like to offer one final piece of clarity to my statements regarding my sudden medical departure from the Tony-nominated Brose podcast. In two prior sets of comments, I've described my cast and corresponding injured appendage as, quote, very small, unquote. I've determined that this statement runs in direct contrast to the very first episode of Brose, during which I described my dick as, quote, very normal sized, unquote. After consulting with my professional team, including my public public relations representative, lawyer, and close personal friend, James Woods. We have decided to continue with this understanding as to the size of my appendage. There will be no further comment as to the size and or quantity of my dicks. Like that James Wood call it. I mean, I, I can only assume based on the placement of commas that James Woods is is all three of those. His attorney, his, pl- his close friend, and his uh, public relations representative, which could explain the, the sporadic nature of the yeah. of the. Yeah, that's questionable. Yeah, uh, get well soon, Sean. Like this is this is really like strange behavior. Out of Feel you. better, recover your dicks. Yeah, recover all mm. all two of them, I guess. Yeah, uh, we have two more questions left in the envelope, gents. Uh, the next question comes to us from, uh, I believe, one of the SOs. Uh, what was the single most challenging part of 2018 for you? The single most challenging oh, part of 2018. Um, Hanson, how about you start? Um, so switching jobs twice in a month? Mm. That was Which, rough, yeah. I, it, I wouldn't say it was necessarily rough. It was just a very difficult decision to make uh, mm-hmm. that could have gone very poorly, mm-hmm. though luckily it hasn't. Yeah. Um, so I wasn't happy with the job I had been at. Uh, went to a couple interviews, more or less narrowed it down to two, and one wasn't coming back with an offer, and the other one was like, we need an answer now. So I was like, do I wait? Do I take what's on the table? Take what's on the table, and then on my last day at the old job, I finally get a response from the other company, which had a much better package, much better everything else. Mm-hmm. And like, but you'd have to wait a couple weeks. So I was like, uh, I guess yeah. I'll go work at this job for two weeks and then quit. All right. This is the, I, I ran into the similar situation years ago when I, when I came out of college and I, I accepted a job. And then as soon as I accepted the job, got an interview with the job that I actually wanted. 
And I, to this day, I'm not sure I made the right decision on that one. Um, but, mm-hmm. for, but for for anybody who's gone through something similar, do you do you have any advice for people who who might have had a similar situation? Uh, so my advice would be: you you really need to don't jump to a, con- a conclusion or jump to an answer. You really need to look at all aspects of what's going on. So even though I had I was unhappy at the one job, and even though I was largely I don't want to say irreplaceable, but I had a position that I probably could have bargained for more, but I didn't want to. I didn't want to stay. I was unhappy. I was unfulfilled all of that chance. So the decision to leave was relatively easy, but between the other jobs, it's like, all right, so maybe this one is four minutes from home. Maybe this one is 15 minutes from home, but which one has a better benefits package? Which one has the better long-term goals of going back to school, finishing my degree? Who is matching 12% into my 401k? Like, you don't you don't think of that at first, but those things end up being massively invaluable. Oh yeah, towards it's, your uh, life. 401k match is where it's at, man. That's 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 adulting, like. Going for two job interviews and being like, oh, shit, I have to make a decision. Which one would be better? And mm-hmm. you never know if it's right or wrong until you're there. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. It's also it's also one of those, like, if you get two job offers within a couple of weeks, like, it's a tough decision to make. But it's also, like, it, it really pumps your, pumps your gas a little bit. Mm-hmm. Like, it's like, yeah, man, two places want me. I did it. I got yeah. options, man. There are definitely worse things. Uh, yeah, I, I would agree. But, but no, it's a, that, that's good advice, though. And I think uh, the... As difficult as the job market can be, there are going to be situations where people have that kind of choice. And, and it's good to, to consider that that wide view of things. Um, Rich, what was the single most difficult part of 2018 for you? That's rough because there were a few difficult things about 2018. Um, it, it's, it's a tie because I can never pick anything. <laughs> it's a tie between uh, turning 30 and dealing with my just headspace and mental mental anxiety, depression, whatnot, and dealing with having to put down Loki, my my uh, my pup, yeah. who she was 13 at the time, I, I think. And for uh, any listeners who don't know, Loki was a dog that my grandparents had owned that after they passed away, I purchased their house and took over all their pets. And I ended up this year having to put her down and she was my dog for about four years in total. So it's just, it's been, it's been a rough, rough year with some of that stuff. And then that spiraled me into like mental health issues and like dealing with depression, anxiety, but got great friends that helped me through it and like still comes here and there, but I'm, I'm getting better as the days go. I was was for something similar. Do you you have general advice? Like, you know, whether it's loss of a pet, loss of a loved one, you know, especially if you have you know, have have had yeah. mental health issues in the past, or or it brings on mental health issues. Any any advice? Um, the the best advice for loss of a pet, um, in my instance, I had to I had to put her down, and it is I had to make that choice, and I just I have to know and recognize that it was better for her, and that's always something that lies in like. Like, I, I believe I mentioned in the last episode that I put down two pets in two years. And it's, like, it's a hard decision to make because you start thinking, am I being selfish doing this? Because, like, it's like, I'm putting this thing down because it's making my life difficult. But then you have to remember, their life is just as difficult. They wouldn't want you going through this. They want you to be happy. 
So it's just it's it makes it easier knowing that it's they're they're not in pain. So like just when it comes to losing a pet, know that they're no longer in pain. And it's probably the same with losing a loved one. It's they're no longer in pain. Like they're free of Trump's America. Uh, they they're good. Like I saw that one SNL bit. They might have voted Republican. You never. Uh, well, I mean, if they vote, I'm not going to say what I was going. I'm not going to say that. That's just mean. <laughs> well, like boy, that, that, yeah. that, no, that's true. That's true, and and like it is hard. I've thought about that with losing. Like we we have two cats and. They're both young and knock on wood, you know, pretty healthy. But my mom has had several pets that they've adopted that she's adopted from the shelter um, that she's adopted later on in life. They're, they're like geriatric. They, yeah. They've got incontinence issues and they've just got general health problems. And, and it's a blessing to, to adopt pets who are, who are older and, and more ill. But it also means that you deal with that emotional grind of, you know, this pet is always, you know, on the verge yeah. a little bit. Yeah. And and it's it's I can't imagine going through that once, let alone, you know, however many times other people do. And yeah. you know, having to do it twice in, in a year is brutal. So yeah, you've handled just, it you've handled it as well as you can. Yeah, I did the best I can and I have um I have their paw prints set next to each mm-hmm. other on my bookshelf. Mm-hmm. And in the middle is my grandmother's prayer candle. Mm-hmm. I don't have my grandfather's prayer candle. Mm-hmm. I wish I had one so I could just put all all next to each other. Mm-hmm. I I think I, I will I will go the Richie route and go with with two for for my toughest moments of the year. One's um, more of a was more of a personal challenge, and one was more of an emotional challenge. Um, one was like I completed grad school in 2018, uh, but there was a there was a like a six to eight week window in particular of working on my final project that made me think I was just going to like quit everything, like quit school, quit my job, quit uh, everything really. Um, because I basically, I was my, my project to put it in shorter terms was to, my original project was to create a, a video documentary, a short video documentary on racially coded language and professional sports. And I did not have a lot of experience shooting video going into this project and boy did it show uh, <laughs> so uh i i got my first piece of feedback i, I submitted my my work to my professor and a couple weeks later i got my first piece of feedback and it was rough uh it, it was really rough because like hey you have a lot of editing to do because this this video is kind of not good at all uh and and i just had this thought it was like the beginning of march this project's due in like seven weeks and my thought was just like I, I can't fix this. I can't get this done. And, and there was a period I, I got the email like in the middle of the work day. I didn't do anything else the rest of the day at work. I came home was like catatonic. Like I was like I, I'm gonna fail. You know I'm gonna blow this. And like and that was and that was a challenge. And you know I, I talked with my wife about it and um, eventually said you know I've, I've got to talk with my professor. She said you got to talk to your professor. You got you got to at least get you know some grounding with her and I did and, and we ended up switching things around we ended up doing an audio only pod uh, project which is right in my wheelhouse yeah and it, and it worked out but like just just that trial and, and there were still times as I was working on it where I'm like I'm not gonna be able to finish this this is gonna be trash you know this isn't any good you know why not even go back to school so it, that was a, that was a big personal challenge and um, and overcoming that was 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 difficult because it was sort of as much as you try to keep, uh, you know, different parts of your life separate, you know, like, you know, invariably, if you're working on a project like that, it's going to creep into your work. It's going to creep into your social life and everything. Yeah. And, and, and the, the other more 
uh, emotional one was my 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 wife lost her her uncle this year who who passed away uh, after fighting uh, complications from diabetes for several years, and that that one was difficult because he's far away. He lived in New Orleans. And uh, he he lived there for a few years, and it was a challenge because there's not really a lot of family down there. In New Orleans, um, for those who have never been down there, even a direct flight is, you know, like three or four hours, and most flights have a connection. So you're looking at like a six- to seven-hour flight uh, just to get down there. And so to keep an eye on him and uh, to sort of help him out was was a struggle, and they had friends down there and everything. But his quality of life just hasn't hadn't been the same for a long time. And so, it, you know, just just... Not only knowing somebody, and I, I only knew him a little bit because I only met him, you know, shortly after he got sick, but knowing the way he impacted my wife and impacted his her family uh, was, you know, really moving to me and, and sort of being in a position on the periphery where I, I wasn't directly involved in a lot of the memories that she has of him, but I want to help. And, you know, she's obviously going through terrible trauma and, and her, you know, and his, his family, his, his, his sister, his brothers and everything like just, that was, that was difficult. And, you know, losing a loved one's never easy, uh, one way or the other, whether it's somebody that's in your family, somebody that's in another person's family, you know, and, and especially somebody that you've watched change over the course of a few years. So yeah. I think those would probably be the two biggest challenges. And I, and I'll take my own directive here and if wh- whatever sort of challenge you're going through, have the willingness to talk with people about yeah. it. Like, you have no idea how many times I've had uh, a crappy day at work or even a crappy, just like a phone call at work and let it ping pong around in my own brain and let it get worse and worse and worse. And the moment I talk with anybody about anything, it doesn't have to be related to the subject at hand. But like if I'm if I'm stewing about something at work or something in school or what have you, and my 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 coworker leans over and says, "Did you hear about Foles? You know, <laughs> so let's talk about the Eagles." I'm just like, "Human connection. This is incredible. Yeah. It's like it's the dopamine surge that you yeah. get." So it, it, be willing to not. Like, you deserve to have your own alone time, but don't clam up forever. Give yourself, all right, here's, I'm going to give myself an hour to just sit and sulk and then go and talk to somebody. Yeah. Anybody about anything. It doesn't have to be about whatever personal problems you're dealing with. It can be just about anything, but just get that that dopamine going. Yeah. So that's my monologue. Uh, <laughs> uh, Mr. Bulger, do, do, you, uh, do you have a, a most difficult moment in 2018? Yeah, actually, um, kind of weighing into that, really. Mm-hmm. Um, I've had a lot of troubles in the past, as you guys know, mm-hmm. um, reaching out to people when I need help and um, need to talk about my problems, like anxiety, stuff like that. And this is the year where it's really kind of affected me a lot, and I've had to learn how to reach out to people more and learn coping mechanisms and stuff. So there's no particular issue that's happened, but all of that's kind of weighed into everything that's happened. And just getting used to that, really, yeah. and finding healthy ways to do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We love you, buddy. Oh, I love you guys. Yeah. Yeah. We love all you guys. And that's the thing, not to say this flippantly, but that's something I think this podcast does well is like, listen, we're we're four dudes who drink rosé. We're not about we're not about to like hide away our feelings. We're we're here. I love you all. I love you, yeah. Rich. 
I love you, Bulger. Hanson's there. Uh, no, I love I love Hanson too. <laughs> <laughs> it's, 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 After twenty years, Tim Hanson and I have, uh, go way back. And I, I think, if anything, this podcast is is a strong proponent of letting those the the bro love come out in in both the the funny way and also the legitimate way. Um, and and so, uh, if I if I may derive some advice from from what Bulger was saying, tell a bro you love him. Like, make sure whether it's a bro, whether your bro is a bro, or whether your bro is a bro debt, just. Just make sure, be willing to tell people that you genuinely love and care for them. Yeah. Makes a big difference. Absolutely. Um, so that was the, <laughs> that was the most challenging part of 2018 for us. Uh, and, you know, hopefully, you know, hopefully that maybe helped some people. I don't know. I mean, yeah. who knows? Um, we have one more question. Uh, and that will close out our first glass of rosé. So uh, this is not the time to play catch-up for anybody, but that's just uh, an idea to let you know where we are in the show. Uh, and we'll, we'll, uh, we're, we're, we're running a little bit long, so we'll make this quick. Um, this, this question is, what, is your fa- what was your favorite Christmas present this year and who gave it to you? And this was submitted by Jacob. Uh, Jacob, an absolute sweetheart. So uh, who, who wants to go first? Anybody got any particular Christmas gift that was lovely for them? He, he, Jacob texted me this, uh, Christmas night and he was like, what's your favorite gift? And I couldn't like, I should have, the right thing I should have said, whether, whether it was right or wrong is the gift he got me. Of course. But, um, in my favorite gift is, is kind of like, again, like I can't pick a favorite, but they both go well together. Mm -hmm. And it is, uh, you guys got me a stand mixer. And yep. my sister got me a gluten-free recipe book. Oh. So those two go hand in hand. And I loved all the gifts I got, but those two are probably going to be two of the most used. With the exception of maybe Skyrim, because there's a million hours in that game. <laughs> um, but yeah, those are going to be the most used. Because the, the book even comes with a flour, a gluten-free flour recipe. Mm-hmm. So I can make my own. It tells you how how to make like a quadruple batch of it. And they, all the recipes and even recipes that aren't in that book can use this flour. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm excited to mess around with that. It has a different pizza dough recipe, so my strombolis might change. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, shit. But the mm-hmm. pizza dough also makes Sicilian pizza, which I am pumped about. Sicilian? I love Sicilian pizza. Okay. Does that have ranch on it? Uh, no. Uh, <laughs> I mean, unless I'm making a chicken bacon ranch, <sighs> but it doesn't have pizza sauce on it. Tim Hansen, what was your uh, the best gift you got this year? Um, so I'm stuck between two. Mm-hmm. I know what uh, one was. My cook is It's not the tiny Mbappe shirt. That definitely isn't. <laughs> no, I, 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 listen, I'm well aware that wasn't what it was. <laughs> uh, so I haven't actually gotten this gift yet because Martha got me VIP tickets to go see Breaking Benjamin this weekend. Nice. So nice. I'm really excited to go to that show. I playing? love that band. Uh, Saturday, they're playing at the Bethlehem Sands. Oh, awesome. And then Sunday, they're playing in Atlantic City. Nice. Uh, so we're going Saturday to the, the Sands. That's awesome. Uh, so really excited for that show. Love them every time I see them. Um, and then I'm also, this one's bittersweet because it's great that I have it, but it messed some shit up. Uh, my mom bought me my first bottle of Johnny Walker Blue Label, Woo! which super excited. I love yeah. scotch, mm-hmm. and it's obviously on my bucket list, but I'm not going to be like, 
you know, it's a Thursday afternoon. I'm going to go drop 250 on a <laughs> bottle of whiskey. Yeah. Just to go home and but mix this with my Coke. <laughs> yeah. But uh, I feel bad because that was Martha's idea for my wedding present for next year. Mm-hmm. Is that she wanted to buy me my first bottle. So she was going to buy me each level of Johnny Walker up to that point. Mm-hmm. Which had been well discussed and communicated. So I can't tell if it was like my mom forgot or she's just like, eh, fuck it. It's not that big a deal. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, so, so yeah. Have you cracked open the bottle yet? Uh, no, because Martha at least wants to be there. Okay. Uh, when I try it. So That's that'll fair. probably be New Year's. That's fair. We we have to have a nice like we we obviously we, we host a podcast called Rose, but we have to have like a real nice liquor drinking party. Like because we have all these like we typically when we get together, it's usually uh you know, in a party setting where we're like, oh let's just drink as much as we can until we all die. Drink all the dickle. Drink all of the the, the George Dickel bourbon. The and and you don't wanna you don't wanna burn, you know, your bottle of especially Johnny Walker Blue, which is you know, I'm I, I assumed only Jesus himself made, but like, <laughs> but like uh, any nice bottle of liquor, you don't want to bring it to a party like that because you know it's 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 bordering on a college atmosphere. So I would like to have a party where we all get together, and I'm I'm not doing this just to steal your Johnny Walker Blue, even though I am. But uh, but <laughs> that's like, all right. That, now I can steal your Downmore. Your Downmore, the Downmore, uh, was a seventeen year. I think it was a seventeen year, wasn't it? Something like that. Yeah, it's it's, it's an impressively long uh, uh, length of time. Uh, uh, distilling, but it's a it's a wonderful bottle of Downmore, and I got another bottle of uh, Maker's Mark Private Select that I want I want to share with you. Ooh, nice, but um, but nice. So we gotta have a nice liquor <laughs> party at some point, is what I'm saying. Um, but uh, I'm I'm sorry about what happened with Martha. That's a shame. Yeah, we'll figure something out. But like the look, the look on her face because she knew it was Christmas, so she couldn't just flip it out. What but the? F- <laughs> it's it like she couldn't tell if she wanted to be angry or if she wanted to be sad, mm-hmm. and it was just like oh. Bolger, what was the best gift you got this year? <laughs> Ironically, the gift you got, man. Oh, that's, so that's, that's a little more I think I told shit. you at the time, but I ran out of beard oil as soon as you got me that beard oil candle combo. And I'll show you real quick because I have it up here, but I've used the entire candle. Good lord. <laughs> wow. Dude, yeah. it's burning that candle. So wait, hey, Yeah, it smells awesome. I love what, it, man. What is it? Is it it's a candle? It's, it's like a whiskey-smelling uh, candle almost, and same with the... Uh, Beer oil. Oh, okay. Oh, wow. that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I'm glad you. I'm glad you liked it. Like I was. Oh I was yeah, like, it's pretty awesome. <laughs> as I told you the night I gave to you, I was really worried you're gonna come and be like, "It's a new year, it's clean a new shaven. culture, clean shaven, baby." Clean shaven. <laughs> How could I be on the podcast without a beard? This is this is a good point. You knew this was I, coming. This is Brose, not Beardze. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> Although, yeah, not according to what I believe was probably the best, like, the most uh, relevant gift that I got, which was, uh, we got a few, uh, the Brose podcast got some gifts this year. Uh, we got a couple of tumblers from Mama Kaz, my, my mother, uh, who, uh, an avid listener of the of the Oscar-nominated Brose <laughs> podcast, uh, got us tumblers with the logo and our names on it. Uh, and they're very nice. They're stainless steel, um, and they're they're beautifully crafted. And I've been drinking out of Tim's the whole time by accident, <laughs> as I noticed by accident. The episode. Right. <laughs> so does this uh, mean I get yours? Uh, no, wait, you mean my disease? Yes, you get my disease out of your glass. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I don't think you can catch albinism. <laughs> albinism? And, 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 albinism. It's albinism. Yeah, it's albinism. Whatever. Yeah. 
How dare you? I don't have that gene. So Spar- that, uh, dis- disparage my people like that. Uh, yeah, so we got we got some tumblers for the Brose podcast. We got a very nice framed f- picture of the Brose logo. So we got a lot of Brose swag. Um, I, I would say probably, aside from Brose-related items, uh, the nicest gift I got was uh, from my, my in-laws who got me. Uh, they, they won an auction. And it was just like they were like, oh, rock and roll. Matt likes rock and roll. So they they got they they, they won like a Fender guitar oh, nice. uh, out of this thing. Oh, it was wow. like it was like I don't even know what kind of Fender it was. I was just like I was just like blown away. I was like, I, I got a guitar? Really? Like it's a, I've acquired two guitars this year. One is a wedding gift and one is a Christmas gift. And uh all that means is that Black Shotgun has to get back together as a, as a yeah. the, the official the official cover band of the Brose podcast, Black Shotgun. And the only songs they cover from are Lifehouse Creed and uh Nickelback, right? Oh we well we wrote all their hits already. It's oh, just we we all we were we like Sia. New... We stood behind the scene. We we are the Sia of of hard rock bands. Okay. Like we, we were behind the scenes selling our songs before, but now we're ready to step into the step into the limelight ourselves. We also have to do Kiss from a brose. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> mm. Oh, we're doing this. Oh, I'm from ready. The brose. Was that Scott Stapp or was that? Yeah, okay. Scott like, Stapp is up. My, my oh. Stapp and my head field are very. Uh, the, the Venn diagram is pretty close oh, between yeah. the two. Uh, so, those were all the questions that we had. Uh, yeah. we, we've wrapped up glass number one. Uh, we have another couple envelopes here, but we're, we're gonna we're gonna end episode five dot one here after like six hours. After like six <laughs> hours of getting ready for the show. Um, so, uh, but but if you if why don't we let everybody know where they can follow us on Twitter, except for Bolger. Uh, <laughs> True, apparently. Uh, so maybe I'll start Twitter. We'll if see. you have a Tumblr or something, you can you can put that up. Who knows? You have five minutes between episodes to create a Twitter to promote for episode uh, five dot two. Yes, sir. Uh, in, the, in the meantime, though, Mr. Hansen, uh, what, what, where can people find you? At Tim R. Hansen. All right. Uh, at B underscore Walnuts. And I'm at MKaznel, M-K-A-S-Z-N-E-L. You can follow the show on Twitter at Brose underscore podcast. We're on Facebook, iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Spotify. Just everything. Just everything. Literally. Every damn thing. We're in your closet right if, now. If you find and something we're not on, I will personally give you $5. <laughs> like, but the first and, person. You know, wait a minute. That's our Patreon money. Only the first person. No one else. Like, so if multiple people come to me and say, yeah. like, you're not on something, just, just one. the first person. Just one. But we also got Sean, rest his soul, uh, at Hey, it's SOB. Oh, great idea. Yeah, it's Hey, it's SOB, so you can ask Sean how his, uh, how his dick's doing. Yes. Um, I would appreciate if everybody, because we're not going to let Sean listen to this. Uh, you have, to, you have to edit this one. Oh, I'm definitely editing this one. Uh, Sean is not going to listen to this one before it goes up, so everybody please has to ask him how he's doing. Yes. Um, how, and, how's his how's dick? With, with alarming specificity uh, about his injury. So, uh, for Tim Bolger, for Tim Hansen, for Rich Sweeten, for the, the late Sean O'Brien, may he live forever. Uh, my name is Matt Casnell saying have a great night and as always, a very pleasant tomorrow. See you everybody. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.